thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, X, and Rumble. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, onto the show. She has the perfect life, the perfect husband, <laughs> the perfect career. I want to help you. I'm not so sure you can. The perfect flesh. <gasps> what just happened? From the uh, twisted psyche of Joe Lynch. It felt so real. I was in his body. And the universe of H.P. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Who are you? Really? Italian, come on. Yeah, come on. Sorry. Wrong number. This is a magnificent body. It suits me. What's going on with you? Me? I'm just Dandy. Brandy? You're that patient. What happened to Elizabeth Derby? You have to believe me, Dandy. a fantasy to spice up your sex life. I think I'm losing my mind. That's the third time. It's forever. It's you. Hi, boys. I'll suck your cocks if you let me out. Flash. Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 566. Releasing October 27 in theatres and on digital across the US is Suitable Flesh, an erotic horror thriller that stars Heather Graham as a psychiatrist who becomes obsessed with a young patient suffering from extreme personality disorder only to find his condition is much more than she bargained for. A twisted, kinky and gory blend of cosmic horror, erotic thriller and dark comedy, Suitable Flesh is as entertaining a psychosexual Lovecraftian romp you will ever see. And joining me now is the screenwriter of Suitable Flesh, Mr. Dennis Paoli. Mr. Paoli, thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Well, this film is really interesting, especially in the case that the script for Super Flesh has been around for a very long time. This is something that um, was put together over 20 years ago. Um, it was optioned and moved around numerous times. Now it's coming out. End of this week, October 27, people are going to watch it. What type of feelings do you have now that this long gestating uh, project 
not has not only been made, but will now finally be seen by the masses. I'm sure it's a real thrill for you. It's terrific. I couldn't be happier. Uh, the but it's it's not the only time this has happened. Uh, I've had several films uh, made from scripts that I've written that took more than a decade to make, but this one won. This one was almost 25 years from the inception, from the first draft that I wrote, uh, where at the request of Stuart Gordon, my friend, the horror, the great. Uh, horror film director and uh, genius and my longtime best friend, uh, Stuart Gordon, uh, was in uh, Europe shooting a couple of movies. He was shooting uh, Castle Freak and then Dagon, both adaption adaptations, one one very loose, one much closer to works of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, And he said, well, you know, what's the next story we should work on? We both liked uh, Lovecraft's story, The Thing on the Doorstep. He said, Dennis, go take a whack at that and see if, see if, see if it makes a script. While he was gone, I, uh, I wrote a script, a first draft, uh, based on that story. And when Stuart came back, he liked it very much. So he put on his producer's hat and took it around, and he uh, got it optioned, uh, and it didn't get made. Uh, so we tweaked it a little, and uh, he took it around again and got it optioned again in the early 2000s. And it didn't get made. And then about five years later, about 2005, 2006, a couple of actors were interested in in the roles. uh, So they uh, optioned it and took it around, but they couldn't get it made. And every time the uh, production companies that turned it down gave the same reason. And I'll let you guess what it was. Uh, But the fact is, I put it in a drawer at that point because Stuart was going on to directing uh, some other films uh, and uh, eventually went back to the theater late in his career. Uh, So every once in a while, we'd take the script out, blow the dust off of it, and Stuart would take it around. Uh, But it didn't look like it was going to get made. And then Stuart passed away, unfortunately, at the beginning of the pandemic. We miss him a lot. And uh, there were several Zoom memorials for him. And at a couple of them, I reconnected with Barbara Crampton, who had been an actress in some of his, some of our best uh, movies. And they were some of our best movies because she was in them. She's, she's so good. Uh, and she has become a, a successful low-budget horror producer. And she said, Dennis, do you have any scripts? And I said, well, there's one that, uh, uh, that Stewart tried to get produced. Uh, here, you know, Stuart liked this project. What do you think? She loved it. She connected Joe Lynch to it uh, to direct. He loved it. He uh, asked Heather Graham to star in it. She liked it. Uh, and uh, once you have that core together, you can get a film made. Uh, and so uh, Suitable Flesh, uh, retitled Suitable Flesh, uh, ended up being shot uh, right at the end of the pandemic. It premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival here in New York. Uh, and, uh, and it comes out, uh, on October 27th. Uh, if you can out there, if you find it anywhere on a theatrical screen, see it on a big screen. If you possibly can, Joe Lynch is a master filmmaker. He has all the chops. He has all the, he's a student of film. He has all the tricks, uh, from, from silent film to the film of the future. He knows what film can do. And he pulls them, you know, he's able to pull them all out at will to tell a story. And he doesn't use all of them in this film, but he uses a lot of them, the tricks of the trade that really tell this story about as well as it can be told. If you can see it on a big screen, see it on a big screen, but 
if you, at all costs, see it. We, we'd, we'd love to hear how you like it. The Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast is brought to you by Tee Public. Tee Public is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, Tee Public is sure to have something you love. Please support Matt's Movie Reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. Uh, you mentioned before the thing on the doorstep, which is a short story by Lovecraft. You've tackled Lovecraft several times in your career, especially in your collaborations with Stuart Gordon. Um, a lot of people have attempted and not have done such a good a job as you have in regards to cracking the Lovecrafting code and how to take his writing and adapting it to a different medium, in this case, filmmaking. What is it about his works that, number one, not only speaks to you, but what do you think is... What have you found in his work that makes it transition to the medium of filmmaking, one that you felt you could not only attempt but have successfully done so several times now? Because I'm really curious, considering his his writing, his dense writing, his mythos of his writing, and how you've managed to you know transition that to to a totally different uh, medium of of art here. You you put your finger right on it. You identified the central issue: his dense writing. Uh, uh, as a writer, well, I really appreciate H.P. Lovecraft's writing. He's, uh, you know, just, uh, I also, my day job while I was writing these scripts, my day job was I was an academic. I was a, a professor of English at uh, Hunter College of the City University of New York, and I ran writing programs. And one of the one of the courses that I taught for 20 years was Gothic fiction. And uh, Lovecraft, I believe, from my course of study, Lovecraft is one of the geniuses of uh, American impressionist fiction. He's an impressionist, by which I mean, like the uh, paint, the the impressionist painters, he gives you brushstrokes or Surat dots, and he says, you put this together. You finish this work in your imagination. You see it the way you see it. He doesn't really show you anything. Oh, maybe a tentacle sliding away out of frame. Or maybe uh, you see the effect of seeing the horror on the protagonist. Uh, or you hear about this parade of these awful monstrosities that are driving this character crazy, but you never see quite see them. He leaves that for your imagination. Lovecraft's writing is one of the most difficult things writing can be, which is suggestive. He invites you into his work to imagine the worst horror that you can imagine. And we took him, we just took him at his word. We imagined the worst thing we could imagine and showed it. Film is different. It's a different medium. It's visual. You have to show things. So we took Lovecraft's impressionism and we made it expressionistic. We expressed our imaginative, our imaginative understanding of Lovecraft's story, of love, of the impression that of the horrifying yet mad, and that's why it's funny sometimes because it's mad, the mad impression that Lovecraft made on us, and because we were both fans of Lovecraft's fiction from very early on, uh, and. 
we uh, we found that uh, we could tell those stories in our own sensibility and still be, we thought, uh, faithful to the spirit of Lovecraft's work. Maybe not the letter, but you can't be faithful to the letter of a work if you're making film. Film isn't made in letters. It's made in frames. Uh, so we tried to be faithful to the spirit of his work, to the fear inherent in it, uh, to the uh, questions of identity, importantly, at the core of it. Uh, so uh, we felt free. Uh, we felt as if Lovecraft had freed us to be imaginative. Uh, and so we, 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 we took it as license. And, but we took it as license, but you still have to be brave. Because Lovecraft is really good. Lovecraft is a genius. And I was lucky I worked with another genius. I worked with Stuart Gordon. And I've been lucky in this work to work with Barbara Crampton and Joe Lynch. Joe Lynch is uh, a genius in his own right. It is interesting regarding to Joe Lynch, having worked with Stuart Gordon for such a long time, um, I'm sure that anyone who was going to step up to the plate and try to, I wouldn't say fill these shoes because no one can fill, you know, a, a person like Stuart Gordon's shoes, but but to continue the lineage of the great works that you and Stuart have put together, uh, it would have been a tall order. But from what I understand, Joe and Stuart actually knew each other, didn't they, uh, rather well um, before uh, Stuart's unfortunate passing. And I, I imagine that uh, the relationship that them two had um, was um, and that connection that Dempsey had was uh, an essential part in having Joe kind of continue that lineage of the great works that you and and, and Mr. Stuart Gordon uh, uh, had all those uh, for all those years um, when he was uh, with us here on on this earth. Absolutely, you uh, you framed it exactly right. Uh, Stuart was uh, uh, Stuart wasn't your normal Hollywood character. Uh, Stuart was a, a generous soul. It's my experience from going to a number from working in this genre for a long time, and and going to a number of uh, horror and fantasy film festivals and uh, conventions and meeting a number of the filmmakers that they're really that horror film. Uh, producers and directors are genuinely nice people. They're often uh, warm family fellas uh, and, and women. Uh, they're, uh, they're, uh, their work recognizes uh, their own fears and the uh, important, often terrible role of fear in our lives and in the building of our identities. Uh, but they're really nice guys. You know, they they are man. They are they manage to uh, to bravely challenge their own fears uh, in not just in their films, but in their lives. And Stuart was like that. He was a generous soul, and uh, he loved Stuart loved be Stuart loved working in the theater. He worked in the theater uh, for a long time before he did film. And at the end of his life, he went back to the theater. Uh, right before he died, in the years before he died. And uh, Stuart loved working in a collaborative mode. He loved working with uh, actors. He loved actors, but he loved other directors. Young directors would come to him because they admired his work. And he was never jealous of his genius. He was always willing to share it. And, but not just to share his genius, but to try to uh, convince young filmmakers to find their own genius, that they had it, all they needed to do was find it and believe in it. 
and therefore, he had a number of uh, young directors who uh, didn't just look up to him, but who uh, called him on a regular basis, who would just love to go. Stewart loved to have lunch. Stuart, Stuart loved to go out in Burbank and have lunch. And he would just, you know, drag, if somebody called him in the morning, let's have lunch. Uh, and he would go out. And it's why uh, it was so great to, one, be his friend for as long as I was, and two, to work with him. He was wonderful to work with. Uh, so these young directors sort of felt like they were working with Stuart, that Stuart's there uh, over their shoulder while they're working, uh, and that he let them into his process. So yeah, and Joe was one of them. Joe was. Uh, it makes me feel old to uh, to understand that these that Joe was a young a young guy uh, coming to know Stuart and, and then meeting me. Uh, but uh, he's, you know, it's it's a it's a great legacy, and Joe is certainly was was there at the inception. So for everyone listening, October twenty seven in theaters and on digital suitable flesh uh as as dennis said before if you see this film on the big screen you would not be disappointed you should watch all independent horror and all films in general in a big screen if that is the option that you have there is a reason why people went, there is a reason why people went on strike and are still on strike right now to so make sure that the quality of films are out there in the theater watch it in the theater so that way we can get more filmmakers like Joe Lynch and more screenwriters like Dennis Paoli uh, out there writing and making films uh, as they have done for you for so many years now. And Mr. Paoli, thank you, thank you so, so very much. much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't agree more. Thank you very much.